Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, and this series of Couples Connection special episodes based on my book, The Lasting Connection, where these episodes correspond to each chapter of the book. And today we're going to do a deeper dive into understanding your emotions because that's probably one of the most common questions I get from couples, getting caught up in fighting or arguments or even getting stuck into not moving into anything. One partner going to shut down, not wanting to talk and then just get into a stalemate. So this is where we take a deeper dive into this. And in the book, in The Lasting Connection, this is chapter six, where we talk about understanding your threat emotions. But we don't want to just get caught up in the the so-called negative emotions and the newsflash is that they're not negative we do need them but they can feel really aversive when we experience them in relationships when there's maybe anger or disgust or those other emotions like anxiety and fear so we're going to talk about that a bit more today but we also want to balance it out by understanding the other two emotional systems so not just our threat system but also our drive system and our soothing system because we need all three to be in balance in order to help us to have a lasting connection in our relationship. If you haven't already pre-ordered your copy, you can go to Amazon or any other major bookseller and get your copy now. So let's dive into this episode. This is where it's going to get a bit sciencey, and I'm a bit of a science geek in that sense that I like to follow the data. I like to understand the evidence base for what I'm talking about. So this is based on neuroscience and social psychology, evolutionary psychology, things we just know about the human brain and behavior. So the first thing you need to know about is that as humans, we do have a built-in capacity for aggression, hostility, and territorialism. And when people say, nah, I don't have that, I definitely don't have that, well, actually, this is your threat system trying to protect you and keep you safe. And I often use the example of, have you ever been in a crowded area? Like for people who live in London, it will be being on the underground, the so-called tube, and someone sits right next to you spreading out. Don't you find yourself getting a little bit irritated or maybe a little bit intimidated and you try to either shove back or you try to make yourself small? So these are things that we all do when we get provoked, when we feel threatened, we might respond with different defensive strategies. So I'm going to talk a bit more about that to understand that this is not your fault. And which strategy shows up for you in any given moment is also not chosen by you. It's a split second which one you're going to do. And it's also based on your past experiences, how you were raised, what you learned about emotions from your parents, how that was modeled in their relationship. So if you're going to be the person who wants to shove back or if you're going to be the person who wants to make themselves small, that's not chosen by you. So I want you to start by understanding that's the point of compassion right there, to have a sense of understanding for your own defensive strategies. So let's think about that now. When we feel threatened, 
we might have a series of emotions showing up. Anger, fear, anxiety, disgust and sadness are all associated with our threat system. And that might lead to things like criticism, arguments, blaming, ignoring each other, hostility, but also one partner attempting to please the other, even to their own detriment. So you might see things like people-pleasing being the equivalent of that person trying to make themselves small, or the classic British thing is saying, I'm sorry when someone stomps on your foot. This is just how we respond to threat. Okay, So this is linked to our built-in drive to keep ourselves safe. But this also extends to protecting other people, because our threat system becomes activated also when someone we love and care for is threatened. So that could be a parent protecting a child or you protecting your partner. So you may feel like it's okay for you to have a go at your partner, but if someone else does so, you might get actually quite angry and annoyed. And when these things happen, these threat responses get woken up within you. One of four defensive strategies tend to take place. And two of them are much more well known than the other two. So you might know about fight or flight, but I'm also going to introduce freeze and appease to you. So the fight, the way that that shows up in relationships might be that you're physically or verbally protecting yourself towards fighting back with your partner. You might be screaming, you might be point scoring, arguing, trying to win the, uh, the argument. The aim is on protecting yourself through winning, maybe making your partner see how they were wrong. You might be bullying or criticizing. It may not be as, as obvious as that. It can be slamming doors, you know, may not even be verbal at all. But it's quite obvious that the anger is showing up in a fighting kind of capacity. The second one, the flight, this is a bit more about actually avoiding the thing that you find fearful or fear inducing. Um, wanting to get yourself as far away as possible from the threat. So you could be seeing couples where one partner leaves the conversation, leaves the room. Uh, ends the conversation by changing the topic or avoiding to call or text back if there's something emotive in that text or just even ghosting someone. I just can't deal with this, so I'm just going to end this relationship. So that can happen for from a threat protection point of view that I just can't deal with this, I'm going to avoid it. Then now the other two that you don't know so much about, perhaps, is the freezing response. That when you are unable to take any action at all, you can become completely paralyzed and go into shutdown. And this can happen when we're really overwhelmed by our emotions. When you're maybe unable to think straight, you go blank in an argument, you stop talking and you're unable to move. And that can be really provoking from the other partner as well, who may not understand that you're doing so because you're overwhelmed, that you've just gone into shutdown involuntarily. They might then pester you for another response. Say something, what's wrong with you? But you might have just gone into shutdown and frozen. The last one is, like I mentioned, around the, the underground experience of where you try to make yourself small to make the threat go away, is a peace. So a peace is when we try to avoid the danger by becoming submissive to make the threat go away. And it might be that as a partner, you passively agree to a decision, even though you don't actually really want to, so that your partner will be stop, you know, stop the argument. So you can be self-sacrificing, you can overcompensate, you can people-please all to make this risk of people maybe not liking you or leaving you go away. So that's the fight, flight, freeze and appease. They're really important to keep in mind because which ones you go into may be very different to the patterns your partner goes into. And like I said, these are sort of pre-selected for you. You may have very different ones in different situations with different people. 
But it's really important to know that that's just one part of these emotional systems, like I said, that's one third, your threat system. And couples often get so focused on that. And once we can stop fighting, once we can not have so much anger in our relationship, then we'll be happy. And actually, that's not the full answer. It's not just an absence of something negative that makes for lasting connections. It's also a presence of something positive, something good, like a sense of achievement, like a sense of closeness, like joy, vitality, and feeling safe in each other's presence. So even if you just lower your threat system, it's not enough for a lasting connection. You also need to bring up your drive system and your soothing system too. And now let's dive into the drive system. The drive system is also activating you to to do things, much like the threat system, but it motivates you towards your goals. It's linked with a rewarding kick of the dopamine hormone. So it actually feels kind of nice. And that can be really linked with pleasure when you come into relationships. So there's two parts of this. One is associated with pursuing things. That might be when you're first starting to date each other, you're pursuing each other, you're texting, you're looking forward to the next date, and that all feels really rewarding. Oh, it's really nice to feel like you're being appreciated and liked and someone is attracted to you. The second part is that we're then savouring something or consuming it. So first you pursue the person you want, and then when you've got the person you want, you can actually really enjoy their company. And savouring is a mindfulness technique. So for those of you who haven't listened to the previous episode, it's important to understand why we need to be mindfully aware of these things. So savouring your wedding day, perhaps. It's almost like we're eating a tasty meal. Really savouring our experiences can help that joy and excitement linger for a bit longer in your relationship. Having pride, excitement, achievement and vitality together. A lot of sense of joy. And that... It's really important because it's not just about not arguing anymore. It's also about having those closer connections, that positive emotional intimacy together. But there is a downside to that, the, the drive system, that you can have too much of a good thing. And actually, when we then move into long-term relationships, we have a little bit more of the immediately rewarding kick of dopamine and start to move towards more of a soothing feeling of closeness and oxytocin, the bonding hormone. So if we expect our relationships to constantly be rewarding and giving us a sense of a kick, we're having unrealistic expectations of how long-term love looks. So there is a bit of a downside to this if we think that I'm always going to feel stimulated, I'm always going to have a great time, especially if one or both of you are struggling with your, with your mood or your mental health. Actually, we know that depression can really block the drive system, that we can feel depleted, lethargic, unenergetic and demotivated. So that can have a real impact on couples' relationships too. But do a deeper dive in the book to read more about this. So lastly, before I let you go today, let's think about the soothing system. Like I touched upon briefly, it's about bonding and deeper connection. Well, we can think of it as almost like involving both calm and connection. So the calm bit that involves relaxing and unwinding is what we sometimes call your rest and digest system. Parasympathetic nervous system that helps you digest your food when you've just eaten something and helps you to sort of feel at ease and content. The connection part with the calm and connection is about giving and receiving care and protection. Sometimes that's called the tend and befriend system. 
So your soothing system isn't just, it feels kind and nice, but it's also about closeness and nurture from others. If the other two systems are more about moving towards something or away from something, the soothing system is about being still, being content where you are. And that's really important in couples relationships because if you can't feel content with what you have and where you are and savoring it as a close bond and feeling at ease with each other, feeling safe, then it's actually also you're going to start to feel discontent. You're going to start to feel antsy and running around looking for things to fix, looking for things that are wrong. So that's really, really important where we can then soothe ourselves through the metaphorical storms in our lives and our relationships. Oxytocin is a big part of that. So dive deeper into the book if you want to read more about the neurochemical side of things for this. We've come to the end of our episode today and thinking about how these three systems, the threat, the drive and the soothing, impacts on your relationship. So I want you to really think about that, of how you can actually do things here. If you have a very active threat system, All hope is not lost. If you know that you actually go very easily into defensive strategy, all is not lost. There are ways that you can learn to soothe yourself at will, on purpose. And in the book, I go through different ways to cultivate that by cultivating a more compassionate mind, stimulating your soothing system by doing soothing breathing exercises and calming visual imagery for yourself. You can stimulate that part of your brain that part of your body that helps you feel more calm and connected and at ease. To take a deeper dive into this, do pre-order your book because you'll get some audio exercises completely for free to download alongside the book. You can order The Lasting Connection on Amazon, Waterstones or any of the other major big booksellers. So that book is out on the 11th of February. And until then, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, learning something new about these emotional systems in your brain And as always, do try to take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically, showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www.thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas, and you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, this episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.